Well, we made it through the week. It's a Friday. Welcome in the Bill Michaels Show. If you would like to contact the program, you can. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at uh, Wisco Grant. Grant Bill's producing the program at Wisco Grant. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels Show. Instagram, the same. And over on YouTube, like us, smash the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. And uh, when we go on the air, it'll pop up. You can do the same thing on LinkedIn. And uh, you can find us on Twitch TV, on the Twitch app, on the Kick app. Uh, there's a link that shoots out on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us email-wise. Email thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Same thing uh, is the website, thebillmichaels.com. W-O-Z-N. The Zone Madison is our app. The Zone Madison. And then after the fact, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. What a, uh, boy, I, I, the build-up to last night, I was so excited. Uh, we had a terrific, terrific town hall meeting for Fisher House, Wisconsin last night at uh, the uh, War Memorial in downtown Milwaukee. Then from there, I went over to Calderon Club. I met up with Kristen and some of her clients and friends, some really good friends of ours. And we went to Calderon Club and had dinner last night, got done, hustled home, and I, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to catch the second half of the game, and I sat down, I'm ready to go. And no Joe Burrow, and it's getting kind of out of hand. And I'm, I'm who's Browning, and Browning's in throwing the ball. And the, no T Higgins, obviously he was out. And then the, you know the Ravens lose their tight end to what you know, a tackle that they want to outlaw. And I'm like, what what the hell is going on? And a game that had so much anticipation for a good Thursday night game, it, the game itself kind of became almost secondary to the fact that you know now. You know, like I said, uh, you've got injuries. You've got guys that have gone down, season-ending injuries. Who knows? So uh, it just ended up being like, oh, God, what? I'm going to bed. <laughs> so that's the way the night kind of ended last night, uh, all in all. Did not see the good back-and-forth contest that we thought we would see. Grant, uh, how did you do last night watching that contest? I did fine. I was a little bummed. We talked about it at the end of yesterday's show. It's like, well, even if this game stinks, it'll still be important. Right. And we have right, that because there's right. there's stakes. Well, then everyone got hurt. And it's like, well, now this isn't a good game and the Bengals feel kind of yeah. cooked. So I'm not sure this game is important. How mad do you think Al Michaels was finally had a chance at a, at a high level game? And then Joe oh. Burrow and Mark, Mark Andrews, everybody right. gets hurt. He had to be right. pissed. Yeah, he uh, I'm sure you could just hear it in his voice by the end of the game. You know, they kept showing the pictures of Joe Burrow on the sideline. There is Burrow had to leave the game. We believe it was a sprained wrist uh, you know, and just, it, you know, no information you know, uh, on the sideline about it, just that he had his wrist x-rayed. And then uh, now the NFL is investigating because when they saw him coming into either off the plane or into M&I or M&T Bank Stadium, um, that they saw off in the distance that there was this brace. It appeared to be a brace on his hand. Um and they, they said, well, if he had something where this was a sprain already and he wasn't listed on the injury report, that the NFL could come down on Cincinnati for this. And so I, I don't know. Uh, you know, some people down there are saying that it's one of those, you know, Under Armour shirts where you can put your thumb through it. It doesn't look like it to me. Uh, I think it was in some way wrapped or some kind of compression brace already. Maybe he sprained it, you know, earlier in the week or something. But uh, But who knows? 
But uh, now, you know, the interesting thing is with all of these high-end quarterbacks that are making a boatload of money or they have their their franchise kind of riding on them, they're all going down, man. They're all, I mean, they're all banged up in some way, shape, or form. I mean, there, there's nobody that's healthy this time of year. I get it, but they're all banged up. You know, you know, Josh Allen's been banged up once or twice this year. Jalen Hurts has been banged up, although Josh Allen really has played every game. He has played through it, but Josh Allen's been a little banged up. Jalen Hurts has been a little banged up. You've had, obviously, Joe Burrow now is banged up after signing that big contract. Aaron Rodgers gets banged up, uh, and he he's done for the year. Kirk Cousins done for the year. I mean, the quarterback position, you can go through the list. Man, a lot of guys have gone down this season. So, And now the question becomes, well, should you have, you know, should they be paying more money to the back of quarterbacks? Well, the problem is the starting quarterbacks, and when you start to put a couple of pieces around them, take so much money that there isn't money to overpay a guy to come and be this qualified backup sitting on the bench right behind him. It's not like you go from, you know, Joe Burrow to a backup of Ryan Tannehill or something like that. You know, these guys just, they want money too. So, and they want to be starters. So it's just, yeah, you know, you got all these high-end, high-dollar quarterbacks that are going down in the National Football League. Now they're talking about outlawing certain tackles and such that, you know, they've, they've been talking about it. I'll say this. Did you watch that uh, that tackle last night? That uh, The tight end, uh, God, his, his name escapes me. Yeah, Mark uh, Andrews. Tight, Mark Andrews, thank you very much. So did you see the tackle that he went down on? Yeah, they call that like a like a hip drop tackle, right, where they grab on and right. then they fall. Yeah, and then you got rolled up on the ankles. So when you saw it at full speed, did you think it was an illegal tackle? No, no, that's just that's bad luck. It's the it's same thing only, that happened to right. Mahomes in the playoffs against the Jags, right? It is only when they slow it down to a snail's pace where you can see the movement. And you, I think, look, I, I get it, but, but how are you supposed to pull a guy down? If you can't grab the jersey and pull him down, how are you supposed to pull a guy down? I... I, I I get it that they want to make the game safer, but I, it's just like, come on. What, you know, just put pads on everybody to the point where it's like they're gi- those giant roller bubbles and that way nobody gets hurt. And if you can just keep the bubble from rolling into the end zone, call it a day. It, it's, I, I, I would not know, even begin to know how to legislate that. I, I just, I, because I saw there was players up in arms about it. And I'm thinking, can you really. In a split moment, in a split second, can you really see the intent of the player as to how he's bringing a guy down? Horse collar, I understand. But if you're pulling a guy down from the jersey from behind or just trying to hang on until your teammates get there and your weight falls on this guy because he's running and your momentum's carrying you forward, you're supposed to now control that too? It, it's ridiculous. I, I think it's just, just ridiculous. But – you know, players that get injured, they cry about it. Players that don't, they don't care. You know, it's it's just another day at the office, man. It's just another day of, of playing professional football. So, anyway, but uh, that went on last night. Packers today, you've got uh, – today we got a good one. we got uh, Tyler Dunn uh, coming up here in about an hour and 25 minutes, hour and 20 minutes from now. We'll talk with Tyler Dunn, Ty Dunn of GoLongTD.com. Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day podcast going to be here. And uh, we're hoping to uh, chat with maybe J.R. Radcliffe a little bit later on from out of Camp Randall uh, in between the games as we talk a little high school football. You got the uh, finals today for high school football. 
And then we got Mike Clemens in the final hour of the show today. So we're loaded. Loaded stuff today. Love it when it's loaded like that. Uh, I posted today a, a couple of different things as far as topics go. And so, first of all, I said the Packers needs. And people immediately took it as this is not a need to win game. It's a need to look at. I said, no, no, no. The needs. What does this team need? I watched, like last night, I watched Baltimore. They're strong on defense. OBJ starting to play well. Like I said, they're tight end, obviously down for the rest of the season, but they've been going to their tight end a lot. Their offensive line, they bolstered. Lamar Jackson's not running nearly as much. He's become a little bit, I don't want to say a pocket passer because that's not what he is, but he's been, <coughs> excuse me, he's been so much better as, uh, as delivering the football. And then you obviously get into a team like Cincinnati where they bolstered their defense. They tried to bolster the offensive line. They've got T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. They got Joe Burrow. They got a good tight end. They got Mixon in the backfield. They got a good core of people, you know. And you start to go through all of this, and you're thinking, God, how far away are the Green Bay Packers to being anywhere near that? And those aren't even the best teams in the National Football League. But but how far away are the Packers? And so when I say needs, I'm like, if you're sitting here and you're starting to evaluate talent, because remember when we and we'll talk we we'll talk with Mike Clemens later today, but we've talked with Mike about this that about this time through the holiday, through the through the you know the break, if you will, before you get into the end of the college football season, obviously you're always evaluating talent, but you really start to look into the off season and into 2024 as to what it is you want, who it is you don't want. And what you need to do. And I, I was sitting yesterday, we were talking last night at dinner. And like, what do the Packers need? I And that's where you go like, whoa. And you start to go through the list. You know, well, you're probably going to need a left tackle. You want to you add depth to that offensive line. You may have it, you're not sure, but you can never have too many, many offensive line. But, but you love to get a big left tackle. You're going to need another wideout. You're probably going to need a veteran wideout. You might need a quarterback. You're probably going to need some secondary help. You, you, I, well, in effect, I, I know you're going to need secondary help. More of it. Maybe a running back. Um, you know, maybe an outside pass rusher, depending on ha what happens with Van S. and Preston Smith and that side and. And then depth, and then, you know, and maybe another defensive lineman. And it's just, and I'm like, wow, they just, they need a lot. They need a lot for where they're at. They need a lot. So we can get into all of that uh, today. Uh, Badgers trying to get bowl eligible. <coughs> Excuse me. And at the beginning of the season, we talked about, I, God, I was every, you know, I was one of those people that was buying in. I said, ah, I started out my, my prediction by saying nine wins, okay, nine wins. And then we got in, into a little bit of hype machine. I thought, well, maybe maybe 10 wins, you know, 10. Wait a minute. You know, I think I even was the idiot that said at one point, maybe they could actually pull off 11 if all this really works, you know. And now they're just trying to get bowl eligible over the next two games just to get a win, just to get a win. So we'll talk about that. And then – what happened yesterday, uh, somebody was listening to this program, 
That's that's what I'm, we're going to take credit for it, Grant. You and I changed the world yesterday. Do you know that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Bill, I, I, we should try to take credit for absolutely everything <laughs> we can. I'm on board, but no, I don't know what you're talking about. What I what I was talking about was Michigan. And what I said should happen, I believe happened. Now, not in the exact vernacular, but it happened. Yesterday, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, who was so gung-ho about going to court, going in front of a judge who was going to mediate this, and they were going to bring this charge and the whole thing. That thing not only did Michigan do an about-face and take the punishment, but it was dismissed with prejudice. And for those that don't know, kind of the, the, the legal vernacular here, is they cannot represent this in court. In other words, those who they the Big Ten won and won handily over Michigan. When they said that thing was dismissed with prejudice, I was stunned. Because what that means, not only did they get into court and basically they believe they would have been found guilty, but they were found guilty without admitting it. And the problem with going to court is, if you're Michigan, everything gets laid on the table for the world to see. And Michigan, I think, looked at all the mounting evidence and more evidence, apparently, that has been gathered via the NCAA investigation, which is ongoing. I think they went, whoa, whoa. Now, they stand steadfast saying Jim Harbaugh knew nothing about it, which I believe, you know, about as much as I think that Jesus Christ is going to come swinging through my window at any point in time on a giant unicorn and take me away. I, I, I believe that, too. There's no way. They say he knew nothing about it. But they say they'll take the punishment, the three-game suspension. That does not mean they're out of the woods because the NCAA is still going to drop the hammer on them too. To what extent, I don't know. But it must have been where the Big Ten laid it out and said, you want to take us to court? And you want to point the finger at Ohio State? And you want to go after Rutgers? And you want to claim, yeah, we did it, but they do it too? And all your whining and bitching and moaning and your classless act. And then they laid it all out and you went, holy crap, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, 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 we were just kidding. Oh, no, we don't want to do this. So the judge went, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. So we're going to dismiss this, but you can't come back and say you didn't get fair due process. We're dismissing this with prejudice. And Michigan tucked their tail and ran. This is probably much worse than what we even know. The tip of the iceberg, if you will. Because Michigan tucked their tail and ran. I think there is going to be Something hammered on the University of Michigan once the NCAA in probably 11 years completes their investigation because the NCAA absolutely positively, without doubt, sucks. They, they couldn't investigate this morning if I went down and ate a protein bar or not. It would take them 47 years to get it done and fingerprints and all the other stuff to finally look at the analysis and go, there's an empty wrapper here. Yeah, I think you ate a protein bar. That, that's how bad they are. But nevertheless... The fact that Miss Michigan acquiesced, uh, that, would, that made me smile a little bit because that tells you that the, uh, that the Big Ten, they and the Big Ten really all they did was gather uh, evidence and based it upon what the NCAA already has. So when they opened up 
the the Pandora's box and said, here you go, take a look. I think Michigan went, holy mackerel, okay, we don't want any part of this. We'll, we'll t- Three games? Sure, we'll take it. No problem. No problem. You want your car washed? We'll do that too. So I think it's much, much worse. So that's the way we start today's program. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. On a good Friday. We're just uh, enjoying still a little bit of warm weather, a lot of sunshine. Good stuff. Looks like the weather's at least going to be decent over the weekend for the pa- for the Packers game on Sunday, the Badgers game tomorrow. Excited about all of it. So uh, good, 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 good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. And if you are looking for a night out, if you're looking for some fun, a little bit of gambling, slots, table games, a little bingo, whatever it happens to be, dinner, they got it all under one roof. Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, Milwaukee. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you. Feeling that way today. Just in general. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by Great Lakes Dragaway. GreatLakesDragaway.com. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. A great stocking stuffer is a 2024 uh, all-access gift card and uh, season pass. So uh, check them out, 262-302-2138, greatlakesdragaway.com. That is greatlakesdragaway.com in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Always have the need for speed. Head down to greatlakesdragaway.com. Uh, the end of the day during What Did We Miss? Remember the Clarissa uh, Thompson thing, Grant, that you brought up? Yeah, and then she was on Amazon last night. I kept seeing her on the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, did you <laughs> – uh, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see uh, Eric Eager posted uh, about her? Yeah. By any chance? That was that, that too was, was really funny. I, I, I don't care who you are. That was funny. Yeah. Talked about how, uh, you know, uh, Joe Burrow's thumb needs to be amputated per Clarissa Thompson. So, uh, did you expect the reaction to be as broad as it has been last night and today? Um. I- no, but that was dumb of me because people love getting mad. People love getting mad and piling on people, especially online, right. on Twitter. So I didn't expect people to freak out this much, but that's on me. I totally should have expected it. Yeah, I um, 
I didn't think it would be – I is, put it this way. Anytime there is a journalist of any type that claims to have made things up, people go nuts. And the people that go the most nuts are the people in the business. And if you followed this and you followed what a lot of people were saying last night, uh, especially people that uh, – female that are sideline reporters that said, look, it's it's a – black eye on all of us because we don't make it up i mean i there was there was numerous tweets that came out that said i work really hard to gain the coach's confidence i i do everything i can to find out information uh without giving away secrets and blah 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 and people are coming down i mean hard on her to say and then you would just admit that you make it up now i get that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say we need to put more pressure on the quarterback eliminate mistakes not turn the ball over you know okay that's pretty much you. You can, you can say that in in damn near every you know, every interview because that's kind of what's stated. It's the obvious, but you do look for something. You know, hey, such and such. You know, they didn't run a great route, or we got to hang on to the football. You know, in you know we got to catch it, or you know whatever. There's got to be something that comes from the coach. So in her admission that she just makes it up if she can't find a coach or the coach doesn't want to talk to her, she just makes it up. And people are going crazy saying that you're, in essence, lying. When you're on the air, you're lying. So we don't even know what is true and isn't true anymore. So you, your, your credibility has gone. And that's where people are starting to really kind of jump on the, you know, you shouldn't be around anymore bandwagon, so to speak. So, uh, like, yeah, I agree with you. I was watching last night, and I saw her, and I'm like, oh, geez. You know? And I was kind of waiting for something that seemed a little blatantly general. Just to go, oh, okay, that was bull, you know, that was bull. No, yeah, she's making that up. So, but that that happened anyway. Uh, Eric Eager, um, the same Eric Eager that tweeted about it. Um, the uh, the um, Eric Eager was with Pro Football Focus. He's not any longer. He's he's moved on. But uh, now, is this a clip of his show, his podcast? Yeah, so he was recording yesterday afternoon. He does a show with Thomas Dimitrov, who was the the general manager for the Falcons for the longest time. And Eric tweets sometimes during the show like, hey, we're talking about the Packers now. And I was just sitting here eating my lunch, so I I threw it on. And he made some comments about Brian Gutekind. So like, I have to save this. I got to show this to Bill because it's basically what we've been saying for weeks. And Eric highlights it really well. So I can play you that clip. It's about a minute Here's, and a minute. Go ahead, seconds. shoot it. Yeah, I want to hear what he had to say. I look at this and I look at their top picks. Lucas Van Ness is kind of a complimentary player. Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed are both complimentary players. Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. Now they wanted to hit on Christian Watson. Um, but again, you're talking about a guy from a division one double A, you know, FCS school. There are three complimentary players. Complimentary players in 2021, a DB and a center. You finally get down to Jordan Love, but even the, in the Jordan Love year, backup running back, backup tight end, a, like linemen who I think that they want to be starters but aren't necessarily like blue chip type players. And and even going back to like 2019 with Rashawn Gary, Rashawn Gary was drafted. Now he's a wonderful player now, but he was drafted to be a backup. When I look at these drafts, I'm just not seeing the and like again not to. I'm not seeing the Julio Joneses. I'm not seeing like the big swings on true difference makers. And I think that like people look at those drafts, Thomas, and they say, okay, these are great foundation building drafts. But that only is true when you have the stud quarterback and the stud wide receiver in Devontae Adams and the and the 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 stud corner like Jerry Alexander. Like once you have those pillars, 
like these drafts make sense. But once you take away the the true like difference making pillar type player, I then all these players are kind of like playing out of position as trying to be superstars on this team. Nailed it. Nailed it. We've been how long we've we been saying this. This is exactly what we've been saying. That where is the difference makers? Where are the Joey Boses, the Micah Parsons, the the TJ Watts? Where are the Jamar Chases of the world? Where is uh, a Derrick Henry running back or or a Saquon Barkley? You know, where is a Travis Kelsey? Where is a Kittle? Where is this, you know, lockdown corner that you're supposed to have who's always banged up? Wait, you know, again, they've got some decent, as he pointed out, there's some decent pieces. But where's the difference maker? They haven't drafted one. And that is alarming. And somebody else besides us inside the inner sanctum walls of the green and gold cheese wall inside, you know, Wisconsin, somebody on the outside saying it. It's like, where are the difference makers? Where is somebody that can be a game wrecker? Offensively or defensively. And he's right. They're all complementary pieces if you have game changers. But you don't have any. You haven't drafted them. And the ones that you did have, whether they were free agents or veterans, they're gone or they got old or whatever. And you don't have anything. You got a team. You got a team of dudes. You got a team of dudes. That's it. So when when you hear that, Grant, w- did you sit there and go, oh, "Okay, that's what we've been saying." Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I, I think part of it is bad luck. Like I think if Goody keeps picking players, like eventually one of these guys is going to pop. But it, it is like Goody drafts players to say, "All right, well he's not going to be good right away. Give him some time. He'll he'll you know start as a backup like Rashawn Gary or like Lucas Van Ness." There's not a lot of draft picks from Brian Gutekinds that are designed to go. This guy's going to pop now, and he's going to help us now. He's going to walk in day one and, and help us win. There's not a lot of those guys. Right. No, I, I completely agree. There's not the game changer. And, it, like, if you had Rashawn Gary on one side and Bosa on the other, if you had a Jamar Chase along with the complementary pieces you have, you know, if you have that, then, yeah, everything changes. It's just like when you pull Devontae out and Aaron Rodgers out, what do you got? Got a team of dudes. Team of du- You're nowhere near the same team. Team of dudes. That's it. So I 100% agree, and I'm glad somebody outside of the walls of uh, Wisconsin is saying it. Glad somebody outside of the walls uh, of Wisconsin is saying it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show coming. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Even better, if you're out and about today, you head over to Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Prospect Avenue. 
Fish fry tonight. High school football on the tube tonight. Bucks on the tube tonight. And all weekend long, you got uh, Badger football that's on the tube tomorrow night. Packers game going to be on the tube on Sunday. And just a great place to go, sit, relax, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, your favorite beverages or uh, you want to do some wines. they got a big wine selection over there, too, but really, really good food. That's Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake on Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee. Tell them we said hi. Tell them we sent you. Sarah and the whole gang. Good people over there. Um, this one is uh, from Jake, who says, I think there's a lot of holes on this team. I think the number one thing has to be a wide receiver. The second thing has to be a left tackle. Uh, Jake, you could throw a dart at a dartboard right now and say, where's the difference maker? Now, uh, one of the questions uh, from Tom was, also losing David Bakhtiari, how much did that hurt? It hurt because he's just that good and has been. Now, the knee, I, he may never play again. I mean, who knows uh, how problematic that thing's going to be from, from now on. I mean, you know, I don't know. But he's he's not god how do i put this without because i don't want to degrade him but he's not the difference maker you know he can help out with the offensive line and certainly guide the lineman and be that veteran voice absolutely and he's a hell of a player and he can anchor the offensive line and maybe maybe give your quarterback another second if everybody's doing their job another second to be able to throw the football but while left tackle, don't get me wrong, is incredibly important. I, unless you've got the absolute best of the best in the top five, top seven of the draft, I'm not drafting a tackle. You need a playmaker. You need an, you, you need another wideout. You need uh, it, it, you you need a wideout, wideout or a quarterback. If you believe that this is your quarterback and that this is the guy that's going to take you for the next couple of years, and you then you stay with it, and all you're doing now is supplementing pieces around them. But if you don't, you got a decision to make. So when you say, what are the Packers' needs, I, I would find it extremely hard if the Packers end up in the top five of the draft, let's say. Top five, top six, whatever. And they have draft capital next year. We know they will, right? I would find it difficult, if I'm Brian Gutekinds, if one of the top three or four quarterbacks fall to me for me as the general manager of the Packers not to take them. I think what I uh, if it's me, what I'm doing, I'm either one of two things. I'm either grabbing a veteran quarterback who is going to come in and vie for that job, and then I'm drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. and a wide receiver deep group. Or I am taking a quarterback and then I am going to go out and find myself a bona fide veteran wide receiver that I'm going to pay in the open market. Either way, you're going to pay, but you have you have some holes to fill. You have some holes to fill. So, and and the whole thing about not finding impact guys, stop. <laughs> C.J. Stroud was an impact guy. Jamar Chase, impact guy. First year, coming into the league, impact guys. Y- y- they're out there. 
they're out there. You you know, if you can find guys, put them in your system, get them to work for you. Yeah, you can you can get guys to to come in and 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 be that. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Puka Nakua. Impact guy. You know, now they've had injuries and Matthew Stafford went down and, and all that kind of stuff. And so they've had to kind of adjust things uh, there. But Puka Nakua came in, fifth-round draft choice. Fifth-round draft choice. He's he's producing right now. Jaden Reed's been somewhat of an impact player. He's not a Jamar Chase, but he's been somewhat of an impact player. Comes right into the league. Justin Jefferson came into the league and started being a star right away. Right away. So don't tell me, well, they need to develop. Yo, we need to get, you know, players that are less than stellar. Yes, they need to develop. Guys that are just guys. Yeah, they need to develop. Stars, legit, bonafide guys that can play. They'll develop, but they come in and make an impact right away. They just do. And that's what I'm saying is that what Eric Eager had to say about this team, that's. That's what we've been saying. And it's just uh, it's just that other people on the outside are starting to look through that window going, "Oh, okay. I see what I see what you're saying." There you go. Uh 877-867-1670. Chris says Stroud's a number 2, Chase is a number 5. Okay? My point exactly. By the way, Nakua was a 5th round draft choice. What's your point, Chris? Right? Right? Ah. Kind of screws up the sarcasm, doesn't it? And those guys are high picks. They deserve to be. But there's also been picks that have been top picks. Trey Lance. Trade it up to get him. Trey Lance, not that good. It, I, it doesn't matter the number with their name. It doesn't matter the number with their name. We've seen guys that have developed as a seventh rounder and guys as a first rounder. But you have to hit every draft on a playmaker. One. One. Ted Thompson told me that. Ron Wolf told me that. You got to hit on a playmaker. Got to. If they don't end up in the Pro Bowl, it could be just because the voting's skewed. But you got to have a guy, an impact playmaking guy, in every draft. In every draft. David says, what about Jaden Reed? He's a star in the making. I'd like to believe that. I just think his ceiling's a little bit lower than most. I don't know why. I just I look at him, and I think he's a good complementary piece. But when your complementary piece is becoming one of your better receivers, is it because he's just better than a very mediocre lot or because he's truly – I mean, if you put him on um, – you know, you look at any team with at least two receivers – or a receiver and a tight end. Would he be the number three, the number two? You know what I mean? Where would where do you think he would end up? So that's that's a great question though. Um Skinny from Madison says, How many people how many uh teams actually hit on a playmaker every year? Uh if you have them then all you need to do is is fortify. 
but you you need to hit. You, you put it this way: you got to hit on a Pro Bowler once every five years, right? Don't you think you need to? You would assume, right? So Jair, he's the only one left from 2018. You paid him to be the top corner in the league, hasn't come close. In 2019, Elton Jenkins, Darnell Savage Jr., Rashawn Gary. That's all that's left. Playmakers? Rashawn Gary, he's about as good as you've got. And even he is not Bosa, Parsons, Bosa, Watt. he's, He's not that guy. He's not a Von Miller. You know? He's not that guy. But he's good. He's better. He's been a, much better than I thought he would be. So he's been good. Now go to 2020. Jordan Love. A.J. Dillon. Josiah Aguara. John Runyon. Where's the guy? So, so far, we've got Rashawn Gary, who's not on the same level as the Pro Bowlers, but he's a step below. In three years. Fourth year. Eric Stokes, banged up. Josh Myers, starting center, but he's he's a guy. And he was close to losing his job. Amari Rogers, gone. Royce Newman, TJ Slayton, Shamar Jean Charles, Cole Van Lannan, Isaiah McDuffie, Kylan Hill. Next year, Quay Walker. He's got that potential. Devontae Wyatt, Christian Watson, has none much. Sean Ryan, Romeo Dobbs, Zach Tom. Kingsley Angabari, you've got good guys, some good guys, but and then Lucas Van Ness, Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft, Colby Wooden, Sean Clifford. I mean, I can go on and on. Where's that guy? Where's that guy? 877-867-1670. Um, Ryan says, regardless of the draft, Green Bay needs to find an impact player immediately. And in free agency, even, and then maybe to, uh, draft to complement that particular playmaker. Uh, Skinny says Musgrave will be that guy next year, maybe next year. But no guy is coming in and and being an impact player this year. That's my point. Every year you're waiting and saying next year they'll develop next year. All oh, they'll develop in two years. In the meantime, it's kind of like a ship, right? You got the ship. It's up, it's running, it's it's battle-tested. You think you got all your pieces together, and then it starts to take on water. A little bit more. Oh, next year will be the year. A little bit more. These guys will develop in two years. A little bit more. A little bit more. And what you don't realize, because you're sitting there close to it, you're going, this ship is sinking. You got a whole bunch of dudes, which in the National Football League, that may, basically says you got a team, but you don't got a winning team. You got a bunch of dudes. Got a bunch of dudes. David says the offensive line definitely needs to be improved. David, one of the most stable things about this team, believe it or not, statistically speaking, is the offensive line. It's crazy, I know. But if you go by the pro football focus grades and you start to look at some of this stuff, Packers actually grade out pretty decent, specifically in the pass block category. They're the bottom third at giving up pressures on quarterback dropbacks. And that's really good. So run blocking, eh, I agree with you. Leaves a little bit to be desired. And so some some shuffling this year, absolutely. But it's not the biggest area of concern at the moment. 
It's the lack the, the, the lack of playmakers. So when you say, what are their needs? I, that, that's where I'm pointing first and foremost. First and foremost. Uh, but it's just, it's kind of food for thought more than anything. It really is. 877-867-1670. Hey, we had a great time last night. Uh, saw Joe Hennis. He was one of uh, the guests at the town hall meeting last night for Fisher House, Wisconsin. And he's got the Okachi Christmas coming up. They're doing a big donation to Fisher House, Wisconsin as well. So if you are looking for something fun to do in uh, the second weekend of December on the 8th and the 9th, I'm going to be there on the 8th, but on the 8th and the 9th, either night or both nights if you want to go, they have kind of a Christmas slash rock concert going on at Smoke on the Water in the big you know, downstairs. I, it's not a ballroom, but it's it's the big event venue might be the best way to put it. So, and you get uh, yourself like a glass of champagne, a couple of extra drinks. You get, um, you get uh, heavy appetizers all night long, and and you get music, uh, music with Zeno and Joe, and and they're going to get all this stuff done, and uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun, and the proceeds, a lot of the proceeds go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. Uh, I think it's like seventy five bucks uh, to get in the door and and get your drinks and all that kind of stuff. It's like seventy five bucks. Anything beyond three drinks, you start paying for, but it should be a really really fun night. So please come out. Please enjoy yourself. Coming up on uh, December 9th, or 8th and 9th. But if you want more information, Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi. That is Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi over on Facebook. You can see all the information. And it will be an Okachi Christmas. And I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you are as well. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Are you looking for a, uh, a venue? You want to do a photo shoot? Maybe a rehearsal dinner, take your colleagues out and uh, maybe get some headshots for some of the uh, salespeople, executives, what have you. Or you just want a great place to go and throw a small party. It's northernlightseventvenue.com. Northernlightseventvenue.com. Again, northernlightseventvenue.com. Whether it's dinners, weddings, photo shoots, business events. They can do it all, and right there on the scenic uh, Milwaukee River Riverwalk, and uh, you can see the part of the skyline of downtown and such. It's really a really a cool place. And if you haven't uh, been there to check it out, just go over there and say, hey, you want to take a look around. So, uh, if you're thinking about hosting uh, an event somewhere, uh, northernlightseventvenue.com. Get a hold of Bob, and uh, he's good people. northernlightseventvenue.com. Again, northernlightseventvenue.com. And see for yourself. 
See for yourself. Because I, I take people there and they go, oh, wow, I never knew. Exactly. 100%. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, Jason, dude, you're always on break. Dude, we only take 14 minutes out of an hour. There's three breaks. Quarter after, at the bottom, quarter till, and at the top. And at the top, it's a minute and a half. So, dude, no, we're not. That's on you. Um, <laughs> HOF says 1912 is the Titanic version of the 2023 Packers. We need Noah's Ark. Been a fan since then. Yeah, um, maybe if you're going two by two, it would be great to have a couple of wide receivers two by two and a couple of tackles two by two and a couple of, uh, you know, big, big, big rush ends two by two. And yeah, I, I get it. If you could do that, that might not be a bad way to go. You know, you arrive after the flood, water recedes, and off off of your arc comes one hell of a football team. <laughs> That'd be great. Thank you very much. Um, Chris says, uh, if Jordan Love turns into that guy, then the 2020 draft will be a success. I agree with you. Look, if, if Love turns out to be that guy, then, the you know, Gutekunst drafting – turns out to be a success because look how far you know how far ted thompson went with aaron Rodgers. and don't get me wrong he pieced a lot of guys around him you know jordy jordy nelson clay matthews you go through those guys you know you start to look and say okay they really built something you know nick collins before he went down with the injury there were some guys there and then you piecemealed in charles woodson and you know howard or uh, yeah howard green who helped them win a championship. Just more beef on that defensive front, yeah. That fast, one hour down. By the way, high school football, Division Three. right now you've got uh, Rice Lake up 14-7 over Grafton with a couple of minutes to go before the half, but Grafton is driving, and they are now on the six-yard line. So we'll keep you up to date on some high school stuff. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Next. 